Hello, my friends. In this episode, I talk with Mike Ferraro of Innovation REI. He is former FBI, now real estate investor. Uh, we go over a ton of how to balance multiple businesses and family to our thoughts on the possible future of Tesla. And everyone, make some noise for the amazing Mike Ferraro. Love is love. Love is love. Adios. Mike Ferraro, freaking local investor, entrepreneur, and everything of the sort. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for having me uh, over again. Haven't seen you in a while. I guess it's been... This is actually the only time we ever um, see yeah, each other. pretty much when we come <laughs> in a little closet to record something, but I guess it's been what? I don't know. Time's been going so fast lately. Like six, six, I don't, I, uh, I don't know. Five, six months. I would, I would have guessed. Is it longer than that? I think it's been a lot longer than that. Really? This year's gone by both slow and fast. Yeah, it's, a, it's a unique one mm-hmm. for sure, man. Yeah, and um, well, I guess just tell them a little bit about yourself before we get started on our rant, so that way people know who's talking right now. Yeah. So, well, um, I'm the owner of Innovation REI. It's a, it started as pretty much primarily like a real estate investment company here locally. Um, ended up kind of growing uh, our way where now we're, we're also a general contractor and we do renovations and things like that for other people, uh, landlord, uh, dancing superstar locally. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I mean, I may have taken that from you recently. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you're, but you might be the performer of the year, but I, I, I still hold my dance trophy pretty high. Um, but yeah, I mean, me in a nutshell, just, you know, grew up here locally. I wasn't born here, but I grew up here and um, moved away, ended up coming back to run the business mm-hmm. and do things and, uh, been, been doing that ever since. And what'd you do, um, before you came back here? I left, you want to talk about it, I don't know. I left to go work for the FBI mm-hmm. in 2008. Yeah. Yes, sir. 2008. And then you came back here, what was it, 2013, middle of 2013, on Father's Day. Moved back on Father's Day. Nice. Yes, sir. You just wanted to be back home with your family and everything? Um, Not so much. My my family was all gone. Um, Mm -hmm. My wife's family still live nearby. They they live over in Topsail. Um, But we we just, we're just not big city folk, you know, when Mm -hmm. I went, when we, when we moved, it was out to the Northern Virginia, D.C. area. Worked there and did our thing. Kind of went up there for the opportunity with the job. Um, thought that was my dream job, and uh, some of it was, some of it wasn't. But, but living up there, that just wasn't, it just wasn't for me and my wife. It's a cool place to visit, mm-hmm. not a place to live. I think my favorite part was the stuff that you told me last year when I first met you about how you were literally driving down from DC to here, doing like your few flips you had at a time, literally just sleeping in the. On the, on the concrete slab of the flip, yeah, yeah that was work. You know, working full time, and I, I try to cut out. I try to get there to work really early on Friday morning, cut out early, hop on ninety five, come down here, work a uh, freaking legitimately like eighteen twenty hour days because I was trying to do almost everything myself, trying to learn it. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah, sleeping on the concrete slab, waking up doing it again, and then uh, driving back Sunday night. You know, getting in around two, three in the morning to get up and go back to work at six in the morning in Virginia. Do you feel that doing all the work yourself kind of helped, like, actually boosted you further into what you're doing now? Because when you hire yeah. someone, you're like, uh, if you're doing it right or wrong. You yeah, I, I think so. It, well, one, it gives you, uh, you know, um, it just gives you an appreciation for the people that are doing the work down the road. You know, I knew I didn't want to to scale it big. I couldn't just do everything on my own. I, I knew that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, 
I didn't come from a construction background or anything like that. I didn't come from a real estate background. So for me, it was I've always been a believer of like getting thrown to the wolves, like learning on site. Like I, I'd rather do that than sit and read a million books and, and think mm-hmm. I'm an expert. So it was just one of those things, get in there, do it myself, see see what the real challenges are, you know, because, of course, you're an idiot when you go do things the first time, and you're like, oh, I'll have this done. This project will be done in a, in a day, and, you know, it takes three days. And it's good to see that stuff because if I'd come in and just started hiring people, I'd have been like, what's taking you guys so long? You know, yeah. like, oh, you know, this should have been done this time or this time. But So I, th- I just think it put things in a perspective and gave me a dose of reality, but also let me know, like, what to look for. Um, and, and when I did start to get to the point where I was interviewing contractors and things like that, I could, I had, my BS meter was a little stronger, Yeah, you know, cause I'd actually seen this stuff myself. How'd your wife feel when you told her like, Hey, I'm going to start driving down to Jacksonville on the weekends and flip some houses when you presented her that. So funny, you know, that was, uh, we, that was around the time we were planning on, you know, get, talking about having a baby and at that point it was just me and my wife and. Um, she's actually been super supportive. One good thing I had running for me was, you know, she's a local down here as well. Mm-hmm. So she didn't, we were both kind of in the same boat of not loving living up in D.C. So, I mean, really from being a year or two up there, we both had had talks. and like, man, I don't know if this is really where we want to be forever. And we were always kind of had in our back of our head, like, how could we get back, back to North Carolina or back in our, norm, you know, back yeah. home? And uh, so she supported it, man, um, because she saw it as a way that we, you know, we could get our way back here. And mm-hmm. um, so, so she never had much problem with it at all. Hmm. Luckily, which made it a lot less stressful on me because driving down on the weekends would have been stressful. She didn't approve of it. Already. Yeah, you know, you don't want to, you know, work, you know, one job, then come and work literally forty hours over a weekend, and then drive back and hear your wife, you know, yelling at you about uh, what a horrible person you are. Um, <laughs> so uh, no, it, I mean, it was really good. That was definitely, and she was always she was always supportive. She always believed that I could do it. Um, and but but it didn't hurt that, you know, mm-hmm. she had, it was going to serve her agenda as getting us back home as well. Yeah. And uh, so let's see. You just opened up second home. Right or second second home, yes, second sir. home. Okay, because yes, I called it the wrong thing once. I think when I was talking to Gabby, uh, but she actually wants to come on the podcast too. So yeah, she's she'd be entertaining. She's a she's a she's a beast too, man. She's a mm-hmm. good hard worker, real cre- you know, a little different than me in the sense she's super creative, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but a good girl, she you'd have a good time if she came on here. Yeah. So what's second home now? Are you part of that? Or are you just like the landlord for that? So or? I. So I own, so basically what happened is, uh, you know, my, my renovation business was just been growing so much and I was really starting to look for a building to store materials in because we, we were just getting hammered but having to go do every material run. Um, came across this deal, uh, Brock Goss helped me find it, you know, you know Brock yeah. obviously, yeah. so he, he helped me find this building. Um, I can get him on here too. Yeah, he'd be a good one <laughs> as well for sure. And uh, he probably owes you for the... Uh, lip sync stuff right oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you got an in um so anyway we went and looked at that building and uh it was it was already it was kind of like a thrift store like a pawn shop kind of rundown it was real crappy but uh the front of it was a storefront and then there was a huge warehouse in the back and Mm -hmm. i was like man i really just want to buy this for the warehouse like that's all i was looking for at the time but it came with a storefront and the back warehouse was enough for what i needed so we were like well let's put something in here and you know, that'll kind of complement our business that maybe mm-hmm. we can help pay some of the bills on. And that's where Second Home came from. 
I'm very much hands off other than the, the business portion of it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll help coach all that. But um, Gabby, Gabby runs it basically. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister also works there. I'll go there sometimes. My wife will go there sometimes. But um, Gabby runs it and does it. It's basically, it's it's just like a home decor type mm-hmm. shop. Have you been inside of it yet? I actually just went for the first time yesterday. Did you? Okay. Yeah. So it has, you know, furniture, some new stuff. Uh, has home decor stuff, some new stuff, some used stuff, recycled stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Gabby's like a fantastic artist so we refinish a lot of custom pieces and we do custom refinishing for other customers and things like that but it's been going pretty good it's been uh we just opened in late december yeah so and how did you guys come about like second home because i know when i previously talked to you you were like i don't know what i'm gonna do with the front really just um talks with gabby you know it's kind of a perfect storm of things happening um she worked at, at the bank that i use first bank that's, mm-hmm. that's how i met gabby and she's just always very pleasant and very outgoing just a good person you've met her she yeah. just has a good personality you know and um i don't even remember how we brought up the subject of her being into all that but you know i knew she was an artist and and, and that and her husband was about to get out of the military and they were considering leaving going back to arizona cause she had already put her notice into the bank yeah and we just sat and had a meeting one day, and it was like, well, what could we use this for? And uh, it just kind of grew into that. And like I said, I can't take much credit for it. She pretty much ran, you know, ran with the ball and got it done. Um, but it's a pretty cool little location, and we've been doing we've been doing pretty good for being such a brand new spot. And you know, it's out on out on Twenty Fourth, not down the middle of the strip of uh, Western yeah. Boulevard and stuff. But um, we've been holding our own, so I'm I'm real happy with it so far. And I got my warehouse space. The best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And then I think today we want to talk about kind of like how you balance all this stuff because you got how I try to balance. How you it. try to balance? <laughs> how? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You can you yeah. can you can speak to it as well. I mean, we we try our very best, but there is no like mm-hmm. no magic recipe, man. I get uh, lately here the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. This is probably with everybody in the country with all this craziness going on. Like, well, I'm just, I'm worn down, man. I mean, you know, and I've been hearing that a lot too. A lot of people who don't even, aren't even like, you know, directly involved in a lot of stuff or aren't like actually directly affected by any of the policies or stuff like that. It's just like this whole everyone is just worn down. Everyone's just feeling lower yeah. energy. Yeah. yeah. It's men- mentally, you know, mm-hmm. people, I've, I've talked about this, I don't know if it's been on with you, but with a, with a lot of people is like, you know, the mental part of it all is just as important as how physically tired you are. And, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us were just like mentally tired, man, even me and you, and we walked in, you know, just joking about like, yeah. you're trying to keep up with this, all this stuff and have some common sense and, and make some things happen. And you don't even know who the hell to listen to, or well, it's because like the stuff that's in the media too is like it's not like it's unimportant. Like there's a pandemic, I should probably listen <laughs> yeah, to a got, disease yeah, that's yeah. sounding like it's going to kill everybody. That's right. There are rights. I should probably listen to something people are claiming is human rights. But like, like yeah. these aren't unimportant They're, things. Yeah, this right. isn't Hollywood news. This isn't you know, oh, this actress got caught with this actor or something like. This is like. This could come to my really affects you. you yeah, know, the the stuff, but but you don't know. But then when you get into really trying to find out about it, there, it's so all much over information. the place. Like, yeah, it's too much information. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. So I think everybody is just, you know, whether you're directly affected or indirectly. I mean, just this. Men- I think we're all just at a mental exhaust. Like, what's next? Like, what you know? What do I need to wake up and worry about? You know, I'm I'm a very positive thinking guy, and yeah, I pride myself waking up being excited, but like. 
this year it's been like every every morning you wake up it's oh well, what what now yeah you know what do we have coming up next like let's check the calendar see how many cases of <laughs> yeah of covid there are right now yeah. let's see how many people have died let's check my state yeah. let's check my and these are all things i was doing yeah because i was like you know i gotta be prepared but then i was like at a certain point, I was like, oh, this isn't, this has been stalling me. This is why I haven't been creating or been as creative lately. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it affects, it affects everybody. And then not to mention the people that it's like, you know, we're lucky enough it's indirectly affecting us. I mean, yeah. think about these people that it's legitimately mm-hmm. directly affecting. I mean, you and I were, per, you know, um, essential to yeah. all this. We kept our work. You know, our town, very blessed. We mm-hmm. live kind of in a bubble here in Jacksonville. Yeah. I don't know what percentage of our town is essential, but mm-hmm. it's a huge portion, you know. So things change for us here, but not crazy, not compared to other places. But still, um, just imagine the people that have, like, really felt the effects of not being able to run their business or make a living or do anything like that. Yeah. You know? So. And I'll be honest. At first, I was kind of like, you know, maybe it's good. Let's be honest. I thought this is just going to be like a two or three week thing until we figured it out. And I was like, I'm down for that. I was like, I'm down. Yeah. Let's get it figured out. Let's reassess the situation and tack it from a different angle. And now we're kind of at this point. I'm like, Ooh, are we even doing anything? Are people just like trying to like stick to what they, their action was before because they're like, I don't want to admit that I'm don't want to look dumb. Yeah. You know, like what's going on? You know, at first there was, I think there's like a Facebook group right now. It's called Reopen Onzo or Reopen NC, something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. And I'll be honest, when it first hit, I was like, come on, guys, let's let's calm down. It's not that bad. But now I'm like, all right, yeah, we really, like, what's even going on anymore? I mean, I'm not saying the protests are un, not necessary. Yeah, yeah. But as much as I hate doing headline reading, I mean, there are a lot of protests going on and people, and of all ages, of everyone... And the people aren't dropping like flies or checking into the hospitals or something like, or anything like that. I'm like, okay, well, maybe. I'm just not maybe as we bad as we up, were led. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. And it's, um, what, what scares me is. And this is coming from someone who even had a death in the family from COVID. Did you? Yeah. I mean, but, as, you know, one of my aunts, and she was much older. and Here in the United States? Yeah. And she's here. And we actually had one of our cousins in the Philippines pass away as well, who's a nurse. And I'm not saying it's not a bad disease, but I am saying, like, even as someone who has experienced the worst, one of the worst things you can with COVID, death, you know, I think there is some reevaluating we need to do. Yeah, we're doing a lot of, uh, we took some very steep action, you know, mm-hmm. um, and now, like, what you kind of just hinted at, or was it was it the right move, or are people just trying to save, save face? face, which, yeah. you know... In the midst of an economic breakdown, you, you know, for our country, because we, we can't And I'm not sustain. a doctor, you know, so I have, what, what grounds do I have to stand on, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, but that's any, anything we see in the media, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, my bubble is small, what I do as a profession, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, like, we're seeing all this stuff, and, and that's all you can do is use common sense, use your best judgment, and then guess. Yeah. Basically, follow the few people that you feel you have the most faith in, and I hope that they're the ones actually telling the truth about some of this stuff. Yeah, right. And I think just with everyone, there's so much confusion. The information is just, you know, I don't know. Everything's so blurred. Everything's gray at this point. It's like, who do I even believe? Yeah. You know, you get, you want to stay off social media, but you also can't stay silent about an issue. You want to not, you know, it's like, 
It's what, what do I even do? <laughs> it's weird times, man. And it's funny, you know, it's funny that we bring up the, all this comes up during the balance because, you know, the balance discussion, because this is the kind of stuff that will completely throw off your balance, mm-hmm. you know, as far as work-life situation. Like, um, life in itself is is difficult enough. We have, you know, accomplishments and challenges and things, you know, just listening to the people in your circle of, of who's telling the truth or who's exaggerating things and just trying to figure out life in general and, uh, that that's a struggle just to find balance from day to day and then getting all this done in the mix Mm -hmm. um, has really made it a challenge. Even for somebody like myself, I consider myself a pretty strong-minded individual, Mm -hmm. real positive. I mean, even just from you meeting me, you know, I just have that real positive outlook, optimistic output. Um, But it's it's tough during these times, man. Um, I don't know what, uh, you know, I don't know what I would necessarily credit it all on. Uh, I think mindset just... In the midst of no matter what's going on, mm-hmm. keeping a real positive outlook. What What do you think? Like as far as keeping a balance and when when stuff's Shoot. going wrong, what do you think's the? I, I'm not even like the person to talk to because I'm super <laughs> unbalanced with everything. Unorganized. I'm very. Which, which way? Like, are you balanced more towards war? Like, where you spend too much time working, too much time with family, not working? Like, how how would you rate yourself? Uh, oh, I I spend too much time worrying. Worrying. Not even one or the other. I get to the point where I'm like, do I do this and not this right now? Or do I do this and, and not, not this? It. And which one do I do? And I'll literally sit and debate sometimes for like hours at a time. Like, which one do I do? And then get nothing done. Yeah. And then decide it's time to go clean your uh, closet up yeah, or something. And then, like, it's <laughs> yeah. but then it's dinner time. And I'm like, I'm like, shit, like, I don't even know what to do at this point. It's like, yeah. do, do I sit down? edit videos, write blogs, or create content? Do I sit down and prospect for real estate and, you know, um, go over some things or figure something else out real estate-wise, you know, or or what do I do, you know? I mean, obviously, I have, but I'm also very reactionary, too. So it's like mm-hmm. I'll get started on something, and then I'll get calls or texts from clients or other realtors or something from a lender the attorney's office. I'm like, oh well, shit. Now, now sidetrack into that. Now I'm sidetracked into this, and then I'm like, well, how do I even get back into this? You mm-hmm. know, are you are you very much like a goal oriented guy? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I do like set up goals, but I don't set up like some people are very like specific about goals, and I tried that, and I was like, that's not really me because then I'll try so hard going after this like specific goal because I'm like, I set it, I have to hit it. That I'm like. I'm not even happy at this point. Yeah, chasing something that really doesn't matter. Yeah, because my mind changes, you know. It's yeah. like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I <laughs> asked that question because I've always felt like from our few talks that me and you are actually like real similar in all that stuff you just mm-hmm. discussed. Because I'm, I'm the same way where, you know, I'm getting pulled in so many directions. Mm-hmm. You know, you and, and time, no matter what anybody says, time is our most valuable resource. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like sitting doing nothing trying to decide what to do i mean that's like the most anti uh yeah. successful thing you can do to yourself you know and um but it's my it's my natural tendency to do mm-hmm. that you know um and really becoming decisive is something like i you work on like you really work on you have to like identify like when you're doing those things like when when you're like okay now I'm doing this or this. Like, what am I going to do? I got to just go do it. Flip a coin. Do whatever you got to do. You just got to go do it, though, you know? I think I might start doing that. I think I legitimately might start flipping a coin like a Batman character and then just, like... Do it, man. (laughs) I mean, and and the thing is, what what you're doing is 
it's not the action of the coin. It's it's the it's the response that you're recognizing mm-hmm. what you're doing, and it's like a you know like a self destructive trait that and mm-hmm. I, I can say that because I have it naturally you know yeah. in the same way. Um, so it's really just once you start noticing that that's happening and you're recognizing that you know to get to the point where you won't need to flip a coin because you'll just be like okay well I'm starting to do this let's just pick this and do it yeah um and I'm the same way with the goals too like I have goals mm-hmm. in my head you know yeah. like floating in space and things like that but I don't sit and write checklists of like I need to accomplish I mean I have a to-do list but I don't have like a goal checklist to, like the they always tout in the I'm not and it's not like a bad thing for someone to do if that's how you yeah. became successful cool I just don't like universally taught things like oh you have to do this yeah. you oh. know um but I guess I'm kind of the same way like I don't really write up like okay to get here I need to do this or this to me, I'm just like, all right, this is kind of like the area I want to be in. <laughs> and I don't know what specific like house or neighborhood I want to be in, but I know this is the yeah. this is the province I want to be in. So I'm just going to figure out how to get there. Like, I think that's the hardest thing for me to explain sometimes when someone's like, well, how are you going to do this? My time, I'm like, oh, I want to do this <laughs> or that. Like, how are you going to do it? And I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, yeah. one of my buddies, I just sold him a house when we were deployed together in 2016 is when I met him I told him I was like hey dude I think I'm getting out I'm getting getting into real estate he's like well how are you gonna do that which I mean wasn't like an unwarranted question but also not a question I was ready for so I got a little defense (laughs) (laughs) but he was right I was like you know I had no idea and I still had no idea I'll be honest even when I was getting started I still had no idea but you know, and I was talking, I was like, dude, remember when you told me that? He's like, yeah, I know, now I'm buying a house through you. Yeah. I was like, so now Full when someone, circle. someone asked me that, I don't even feel ashamed to say, like, I don't know. I'll yeah. figure it out. I'll Google YouTube. Yeah. Whatever. Make you mistakes. Know. But you don't strike me as being, like, a dummy, like, unprepared guy. It's like you're, you, you, you're doing, you strike me as somebody to do your research and be looking into this stuff mm-hmm. and, fig, you know, actively figuring out, not just saying... Oh, it's gonna happen, you know. Yeah. Like not just throwing your hands up and saying, "Oh, well, it's just gonna come to me." Like you don't, you don't strike me as that, like that type of. No, thing. no, I go down some rabbit holes. In fact, yeah. I go too far down some rabbit holes. Yeah. yeah, I feel like even with the video stuff, I was like, "Oh, you know, I like comedian and stuff." But then I started going real deep down. <laughs> I was like, "This is getting expensive." I was like, "I'm getting." I'll, I'll do it to the point where I get distracted, but at least I know later in the future when I hire a videographer. Yeah. I know what questions to ask. I know to ask, like, do you have this skill? Can you use this program? Yeah. How do you like to shoot lighting? How this? So it's good. It's kind of like you doing yeah, all the work thing. at first, yeah. you know? Yeah. But now you hire out. I'm sure you maybe hire out people who you feel are actually now oh, yeah. more skilled than you in a certain part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, but I was able to ask the questions and make sure I got the right guys mm-hmm. to do it. But, yeah, you know, now I don't do, I almost do none of the work of the hands-on work. Mm-hmm. You know, now my, mine's all behind the scenes now, mm-hmm. doing the estimates, invoices, the real customer relations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's funny. But, see, so you answered your own, you know, your own question yeah. you asked earlier. <laughs> I mean, that's why you do it. It gives you an idea to to be a little better educated when it comes time to expand and do something that is a little bit out of your realm of, you know, what you can handle, mm-hmm. you know. And I think sometimes, too, just like everyone else, when you're starting something at first or doing something, you kind of want to be, you want to be perfect. Yeah. 
which sucks. Because Unrealistic expectations. For, you, for yourself, the yep. same way of other people. Yep. It's like, man, I want to do it, but then you're like, oh, is this even good enough, or is this it? Instead of just putting the product out there yep. and just figuring out what the market's going to say. And that's where, half, you know, most people fail, is like, is not getting started, is they actually will let that, um, you know, that fear keep them from moving forward on something. Mm-hmm. And I always, I, when I talk to people that I'm either mentoring or just coaching up or whatever, you know, I'll often talk about the, uh, you know, like a fear of failure mm-hmm. or, um, you know, you know, things like that where basically like you have or I guess healthy fear is one thing I talk about. There's a there's nothing wrong with being afraid of failing. Like mm-hmm. you should have some fear. Right. Like because that's going to make you do your research. It's going to make you it's going to make you do things. But I talk about like what a healthy fear is. Yeah. And I try to put stuff in that, you know, explanations. If you're a single guy and your your goal is to go meet a girl. Yeah. Like, you might be nervous to go talk to that girl at the bar, right? Like, we've, mm-hmm. we've all been there. But, like, that's an unhealthy fear. Because if, if your goal is to meet a girl, guess what? Like, you have to go initiate some type of action to do it. So that's an unhealthy fear. Um, because no, what's going to happen to you if, if she says no? I mean, who, who cares? You move on to the thing. Yeah. It's the same thing with business. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things to be afraid of. Like, I don't just go risk these big investments and everything on just, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care what happens. I'm just going to roll the dice. No, I'm very, very methodical and analytical, but I have a healthy fear of what could happen if I'm, if I become yeah. stupid or lazy about it. Um, and it's the same thing. It's just identifying what's a healthy fear versus a, versus a non-healthy fear mm-hmm. and making sure that unhealthy, closer. Make, make sure that the unhealthy fears mm-hmm. um, aren't dictating like your, ac- your actions and things like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think, I mean, like I said, I'll go down the rabbit hole, and sometimes, I, and yeah, I can move however you want. Or I have terrible know. posture, so I'll just move it closer to me. Yeah, that's what I do. I just sit okay. in this corner. <laughs> it's actually the best thing to just move this here. Yeah. Um, but with the healthy fear, yeah, but it's like sometimes I think, you know, I know it's going to work out, but for me it's like, I don't know how to explain I know it's going to work. It, it always does. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. I'm, I tell people, like, I'm never wrong. That's like a weird thing, but it's like it's like I don't know how to like articulate yeah what's going on in my head, but like it's worked out. Like when I was in real estate, I was like, yeah, I think I'll do. Figure you know. I might try to figure this out. I was like, I'll figure it out, you know. And it worked out. And when I started, when I became a realtor as well, I was like, you know, uh, I was like, I don't really know how I'm going to get business, but I will. And some people were like asking me like, or one thing they always ask me is like analytics or like how much do I feel um this one video brought me business or how do I feel this I'm mm-hmm. like I can't pinpoint to any single video the only time I can ever pinpoint it to a single video was one dude hit me up on like Instagram <laughs> and he's like hey I saw this weird video you did about how you're not a rapper you're a realtor and I was like Oh, dude. I was like, I didn't even know that went to YouTube. He's like, yeah, it was one of the ads, and we started talking. That's the only one I can pinpoint. You got one. Yeah. And, and, like, I know they're working on the grand scale, but, like, sometimes I like, ask the question, like, you know, or you want to do it, like, well, how much business do you feel you've gotten from it? How much business? I'm like, I don't know. Like, to be yeah. honest, to me, it's not like I'm going to put out one really nice product or one really nice piece of content or one this or that and get business. To me, it's kind of like, and you can, like, just repetition, you know? It's like Consistency. Consi- like, I would rather just consistently make people laugh, consistently yeah. entertain, you know, in a certain way. Because I know, 
to me, that feels like the easiest way. I would rather just keep putting out crap all the time. Yeah. And something will stick, or maybe four or five of them will half stick, and I'll get something. Yep. Rather than me sitting down and trying to come up, like hatch this one grand scheme that's going to get all these. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I'm just I believe in. I'm old fashioned. I mm-hmm. believe in. Uh, like relationships and you know consistency builds relationships as like it builds your base whether you know mm-hmm. you might not get to pick and choose who's going to follow you or, or or attach to whatever it is you're putting out there but if you put out that consistent that consistent material those people are going to come to you and they're going to stick around you and, and you're going to you know that's going to be your people you know on well, social media and things like that and, and you ask any you know long distance runner power lifter bodybuilder anyone in any sort of um, sport, they'll say the same thing. I mean, it's not like you can do it once, and business yeah. is pretty much the same. It's a sport, you know. Yep. I mean, drillers make killers. You know, there's a million cliches you can you can do, but um, yeah, it's the long play. But I think that's where a lot of people fall short is they don't have faith in that long play. You know, they they want to do something. They want to spend a bunch of money right now, mm-hmm. knock out some really big ad, get a huge group of customer base whatever it is they're doing for their business and and to them that that's easier but i'm with you i'm, I'm the opposite like that's it seems like a, a lot of work and a lot of pressure mm-hmm. for doing something that might not even be super representative of me so I, I believe in just putting out there you know putting myself out there for what i am and um and just being consistent with that and seeing what what comes from it basically yeah and that's why well, I guess for me, TikTok is kind of like my dream app right now. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok yet. So I thoroughly enjoy it. But um, it's only because it's kind of like speaks to me in the realm of like, I never sat down and would make like a the funniest five-minute video or whatever video. I literally just turn on the camera and tell a joke or yeah, a sarcastic yeah. comment and then turn it off and put it up. That's literally all TikTok is. And I think you got a lot of people out of the fear of like, well, I need this nice camera. I need... This, I'll literally just like, well, if you can see me in my phone, yep. if I'm funny enough, yep. it'll work. Yeah, guerrilla marketing nowadays is just as effective as any, like, big ad campaigns and things mm-hmm. like that, you know? Um, what So what is TikTok? Like, uh, I, I know what it is, but, like, is it, do people just use it for personal stuff? Is it a lot, is business run off of it or what? You know, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I've been on it for a while, and I've been trying to, like, tell, I've been trying to tell you know, some people are like, well, I don't really think it's for me, which is fine. You know what? If you're, if you have to pick one site yeah. and then pick the site that's right for you, you know, mm-hmm. but don't tell people that the other site isn't the right place. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people do really well with Facebook marketing, but I get my stuff on Instagram. I'm not going to tell someone Facebook isn't for them, Yeah. but mostly what it is, it's kind of the main theme of it is just satirical videos that people make using like sounds from other videos and it's kind of like you know people trying to see who can do like the best video or joke or something like that and they're kind of fun but i do see a lot of businesses you do see businesses on there oh yeah there's a lot Hmm. there's a lot there's um i see a lot of realtors a lot of lenders not here specifically but but you've always had a bigger view of like not just looking at what people are doing right here like looking like kind of at the grand scheme of like what everybody's doing around the country and things like that yeah and here's the thing about that specific platform is that people are like, well, you we can't get anything off of it. You know how many military dudes are on that? Really? <laughs> how many yeah. military girls are on it? Because they're trying to get, you know, views and stuff for being in the military. They're clout chasing, you yeah. know. 
Which is fine. It's cloud chase all you want because I'm a fine. Yeah, that's right. I'm a market. That's right. Get on there. So to me, it works. You know, I mean, obviously, if you're going after luxury real estate and stuff like that, <laughs> probably not. Probably yeah. not going to find too many people on there. But yeah, it's interesting. so. What platforms are you on? All of them? Mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. I'm not too good on Twitter. I, I don't have. Honest. I don't have an active Twitter. Well, I mean, I think my wife created one for me for the business, but I just couldn't. Do it. This year, I've actually become a lot better at it, um, just because with everything going on, Twitter is like a huge, just like yeah, current events kind of platform now at this point. Uh, but for me, I mean, obviously, I still like Facebook. I'm actually, I think, more active on Instagram than anything else. Really, more active on Instagram and TikTok at this point now. And that's just because it started out with me experimenting, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll just like it. the just like the platform of just it like better." Just like the platform, and it's just fun, just because I I prefer video. I can get my thoughts out quicker on quicker and better on video than say someone who's actually really good at writing. They can mm-hmm. write, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm on those. I haven't actually ran an ad campaign on it yet. On I, which on one? TikTok. Okay. I've been looking into it. I think I'm going to start one up soon and do it, but... Yeah, I'll be curious. You know, I'm old, I'm older, so I'm... Mm-hmm. All the, I, obviously, it's no surprise that my main stuff is on Facebook, you yeah. know, because I'm, I'm older. Uh, but I, my wife got me on Instagram because everybody just kept saying you need to be on all these mm-hmm. different platforms. So she got me on Instagram, and I was having a really tough time with that at mm-hmm. first, but it's actually grown on me a little bit, I think just because of what you said. It's just, like, how quick you can just put something on there, like... It's a simplicity. Just, so simple. Um, and it kind of caters well to what we do with renovations because you can just put a beautiful picture up, a before mm-hmm. and after, and somebody can just really quickly see it and see what you do. So I, I've gotten better at Instagram. Um, like I said, you set me up with Twitter, and we tried it. I just – I didn't get it. I, I, it just didn't – for what because, you know, I'm only really on that stuff for business. You know, yeah. I just didn't – I didn't see how to make it translate to what I do for business mm-hmm. on Twitter. And TikTok, I'm just like, man, am I going to be that old dude? making tiktok videos dude there's a lot of there's (laughs) There's a lot of old creepy dudes on tiktok (laughs) well dude there's a lot of dudes older than you like really on there now like there was a sudden shift within a month i noticed it went from you know kind of teenager you know high school age and then went to like college age and then with that came a lot of military and now it's a lot of the older demographic is on there i'll be (laughs) honest i think at this point maybe I actually see more people in their late 20s to early 40s on there. Really? Yeah, than than even the kids. Very interesting. So I'm like, hmm. Never even logged into it, so, you know. I wonder if my wife has it. She's she's five years younger than me. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if she's checked it out or not. I think people all of a sudden saw the shift. Because at first it's easy to, like, say, like, oh, well, it's just a platform for kids or it's a platform for whatever, but I'm like, yeah, we said the same thing about every other platform. All of them, yeah. They were all like that. Because I even said the same thing, but I actually quickly stopped myself. I was like, wait, no. I was like, I said the same crap, you know. People said the same thing about Snapchat. I had a whole transaction done. See, I've never done Snapchat either. Yeah, but I've done a whole transaction only through Snapchat. That's crazy. That's that's what it is. That's the world we're in. You know, I need to not be so, uh, like, the way I am, but... I think people get stuck in the... um, I don't say the old ways, but they feel like, well, you know, I don't want to get on that because I'm old. I'm going to look 
I think it's to them it's more like looking foolish than yeah, anything yeah. else, you know. But it's, it's like, a little bit of ego and pride thing, which I, you know, you're not supposed to let govern any decisions, yeah. and I tell myself I won't let them. But I mean, if I'm being self-aware, that you know, that's kind of the reasons for it for me. Yeah, you know? I just think that it's um, really. I think eventually we're going to hit a point where people of all age ranges, like as soon as a new social media platform comes out, they're all going to hop on it, and no one's going to be like, well, it's only for the kids, you know. I think eventually people are going to be like, all right, cool. I know everyone's going to be on this, so I'm going to jump on it. I don't know. People are judgmental. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there will ever just be a point where, like, oh, you know what? Everybody, come on. We're we're happy to have you over here. Mm -hmm. Um, But, no, I mean, I think you're – I mean, in serious note, you're you're probably right, though. I mean, it would get to the point where it just becomes more and more acceptable. It's kind of like likening it to online dating. Yeah. You know, me growing up. You know, that, oh, because that was all. I mean, there was no such thing. And then because it's like it, that's for like that's know, for losers, you know, losers, that's, or it's yeah, for you like can't. you're gonna get kidnapped on it. Or. Yeah, yeah, it used to be that, and now, you know, when I talk to people, you know, I have a young nephew who's 19, and mm-hmm. I, you know, so and and just some other people in town with younger kids or whatever, and I'll just talk to them about them and like, oh, where do you guys, how do you meet people, and mm-hmm. and they're all like, oh, well, it's all like always meet somebody online. We don't go meet people out in person, and so, and, and I'm the same way. I mean, that's how I met my wife. Was it online? Mm-hmm. That's how I met Katie. It was just a dating app. Very cool. And you want to give a shout-out to any of them? Uh, which one was we it? met on <laughs> Plenty of Fish, which I don't know people use anymore. It came out around the same time as, like, Tinder and stuff, I think. Actually, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got on those lakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out for me. But yeah, I was going to say, you worked out good for you. Yeah, worked out really well for me. But I think... Um, I mean, it's with everything, you know, people didn't want to accept the car at a certain point. Look at you driving your Tesla around town. I know, man. Everyone, how many people send you pictures here in town when they see you? Not so many pictures, but I'll, always, I'll still get the messages. Like, and, oh, I just saw. But now it's funny because, you know, they're, they're starting to, you're starting to see a little more and more of them. So now I'm getting messages all the time. Oh, are you in Sneeds Ferry? I'm like, no, that, that one's not me. I actually <laughs> waved at a dude. <laughs> I've heard that a few times. People wave, like, trying to track down people, and it's not me. Yeah, I waved down. <laughs> And the minute I saw it wasn't you, I was like, I'm done. I was like, yeah. I'm not waving anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll tell you, I still stand. that's been my best purchase I think I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Do you was, like it? Did you get like the sports one or anything nah, like that? Nah, I no. got it's a, I, I call it the poor man's version. It was the liter- legitimately the cheapest Tesla you could buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it is uh, it, it's the best purchase I've ever made. So I tell everybody that I, I think it's. I'll never own another gas vehicle as uh, as my main source of transportation. You know what's crazy about that? You just said something. Um, we're not going to own another gas vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was something I was talking about with like the city manager here because I was talking about taxes and stuff and you know gas tax and all that. And he was schooling me on how the Department of Transportation gets their money, mm-hmm. which they get it through the gas tax. Mm-hmm. That's how you know, we get money to support the roads, and he's like, well, with the advent of electrical electric vehicles and everything like that, you know, we have to charge more for gas because they still... So it becomes this thing of how many miles is a car that doesn't even use gas putting on the road but now not contributing to it. And I'm like wondering, like, is this a Band-Aid to the solution or are we just going to say... I'm sure the electric companies get tax or ha- there's like a tax on it that goes to somewhere. I'm like, man, how are they going to do this? And yeah. I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, somebody. Because uh, it's I not my one. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, something that's not. I don't have to worry about personally yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, that, that's a good question, though. But, man, what, what it's going to create is, you know, they're going to start raising gas prices. Mm-hmm. And people already that drive the vehicles. And as they're seeing these Teslas and all these other companies now trying to copy Tesla and yeah. come out with their stuff, you know, as gas prices go up to make up for that, mm-hmm. then that's going to send more people off into the electric, you know what I Do mean? Do you think they might actually, like, screw themselves at a certain point? Who, the, which, which companies? No, like, like the government. Yeah. Like, you think they're going like, to screw themselves at that point? Because they're going to be charging yeah. so much for less people to do yeah. more of something else that they may actually even hurt gas companies. I think they will. I mean, look, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to put into words, but for people who, once you, once you have own a Tesla or mm-hmm. I don't know how these other electric cars will, will compare. I, I think they're light years behind Tesla, but I know, now they're all trying to frantic, frantically catch up, even though they've had the technology forever and they just didn't want to do it. Um, but... But, yeah, I mean, I think when people start getting in these vehicles and, and it becomes more commonplace and they're able to get the prices down, like, it's going to be just like me. Like, once you're, once you're in it and drive it, you're like, man, I cannot believe I've been driving a gas vehicle all this time. This car outperforms every gas vehicle I've ever owned. How, how quick does it charge? Mine, mine. Or um, so let's say for every 50 miles, how long does it take to get that? Well, you know, it comes with a, it comes with a slow charger, mm-hmm. like when you purchase it. And I don't know what that use because I've never used it. I bought a little bit of a bigger charger mm-hmm. um, that I just had installed at my house, and it install it, it runs like thirty four miles. It charges like thirty four miles an hour. Okay. So you know, a lot of times every two or three days, or in the last few weeks, like every day, because mm-hmm. I've been driving like a madman. But like, uh, get home, you plug it in at night, like a cell phone. Charges up for a few hours, and you get your full range when you get up in the morning. Does the company have to like come out and like install like the special? Just an electrician, just, just a just regular electrician. electrician. You just yep. give him the parts. Yep, or... you just buy the actual charger. You know the charger thing itself. It has all the instructions on it, and they just wire it to wire it to your panel. Are you excited for the truck to come out? You you pre-ordered one of the oh, trucks, yeah. didn't you? It, yeah, it's hideous, but I I ordered one. Let's um, take something out of. Uh, did you ever play the game Halo? I don't know if you're... No, I'm familiar with it. I never played it, but, yeah. It looks it, like something that came out of, like, that video game, like it, the original Xbox. Yeah, it's not <laughs> the most beautiful vehicle. It wasn't what I was hoping for, but, um, I mean, it's going to, again, it's going to outperform every freaking truck mm-hmm. on the planet, you know? And it's starting at, uh, it's starting at forty grand. And I, you know what? I saw the price, and I was honestly kind of mad because yeah, I have a 2017 Tacoma. I don't think I paid... I didn't pay nearly that much. I think I paid low 30s but still wait till you see the utility of this thing and i love to i love toyota trucks too Mm -hmm. but uh wait till you see the utility of this vehicle versus your toyota like so they're not they're not the cheap model of the truck but like the most the the higher like the tri the tri-wheel motor or whatever it Uh is which i think is 60 grand i think Mm -hmm. um that thing it it outperforms a any f-150 as far as utility of truck wise, and it mm-hmm. beat a uh, um, it beat it beat a Porsche 911 in a drag race. So I mean, imagine the truck, you know, that tr- the capabilities of that. They were showing one, I think it was doing a tug of war versus versus like some big Ford F150 or something mm-hmm. like that. The Tesla was going uphill and just pulling the Ford. You know, they were both going full speed and just pulling the truck up the hill. I mean, it it's going to be amazing. I mean. I think we're behind the times. I think this is long overdue. It is. Let's and be- it's because of the stuff you talked about. Like, the, is the government going to screw itself? Is the gas companies going to get out? Like, there's a reason 
the technology isn't new. Mm-hmm. It's but like those people, you know, they were following the money, the money bag people, and, and it took somebody like Elon, yeah, that's that was willing to kind of think outside the box and say, well, you know what? I don't care that these big big wigs aren't mm-hmm. going to make their next billions of dollars. Like this is what we need to do. And now all of a sudden, all these people that told Elon, well, this isn't going to work. There's no way you can make it profitable. You can't do this. You can't do that. Well, he's done all these things, and now now what's happening? Now they're all trying to unleash their model. Yeah, everyone's you trying know? to play catch-up at yeah. this point. Yeah, and now there's no way to catch up, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like somebody likened it to, because everybody will send me these other trucks, like, oh, look at this electric truck that's mm-hmm. coming out, because they look a little, you know, more classically like a truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. But somebody made the comment of, like, getting one of those, it'd be like the equivalent of, like, when iPhones first came out, mm-hmm. or iPods, and, like, you go by, like, the little Zoomez Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the little Zoomez music player or whatever. They're like, that's what it's going to be. It's like, you know, you can either, yeah, they have the same quote-unquote capabilities, but it's not even like a comparison as far as how far ahead one technology is. Yeah. You know? Dude, that's crazy. I'm excited for it. Do you think people are also more attracted to, now to me, I don't <clears> know, <throat> do you feel like you actually spend less on gas, like between the extra electric bill versus gas do you feel like you spend uh, yeah the, it doesn't affect the electric bill very much at all really no see i would have thought that it did so and then you also got this convenience factor because i'll be honest if i could pay a subscription new business idea for anyone who wants to steal it <laughs> if i could literally pay a subscription for someone to come <clears throat> at the end of the day to my house to just fill up my cars for the next day that's something I would definitely pay for. Yeah. Never have to stop at a gas station. Yeah. Every day, every morning I wake up, oh, cool, full tank of gas yeah. again. Something I would, I would I would pay the extra money for. Yeah. But now they've just gotten, now that that's not even an idea you can use anymore because now it's like, shoot, drive it, drive it into my garage, plug it in, yeah. go to sleep, I'm done. It's a, I mean, it's more, it's more computer than car. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, other than it gets you from point A to point B, but like, pull in, Plug it in, you know, just like a phone, leave it be, get it full charge in the morning. It gets updates like a phone. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if I told you that before, but, like, oh, you know, your like car gets better. Updates. Yeah, your car gets better. So there's no such thing as, like, oh, man, I wish I had waited till 2020 to buy the Model 3 instead of 2019 because they have this feature with a, with a dog, you know, a dog time control. Like, I get that. Like, yeah. they just put updates on and my car gets better. Oh, hey, we figured out a way to make it run more efficiently on your battery. So now instead of 220 miles on a full charge, you could do 240. Really? You know? Yeah, I mean, the car gets better. It's That's like, impressive. Yeah, your manual's online and, and they just shoot you updates with things of like, oh, well, we did this to make it better. We did this software patch to make the thing better. So it's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's... It's unbelievable, man. What kind of world are we living in right now? It's the future, finally. <laughs> future's finally here, you know. I mean, we finally caught up. Yeah. Dude, I did you get the Tesla when the Tesla first came out? Were you like, oh, I might, or were you kind of skeptical, or were you like, yo, as soon as I can convince my wife to buy one, I'm buying one. <laughs> well, it was funny. So, like, when Tesla first came out, um, I was super excited about it, but I didn't know much about it, so I just mm-hmm. kind of just kind of kept an eye on it, but didn't watch it that much. And then um, I've never been a car guy, so I've never had real nice vehicles or anything yeah. like that. I but, just get things I can fit in because I'm a bigger dude. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to think about that. So I was driving a big work, you know, a big Toyota Tundra, mm-hmm. you know, which is a truck I loved. But, um, you know, I was getting off of the more hands-on stuff, and I was just driving all the time doing estimates, invoices, talk, you know, doing podcast interviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, one or two. Um, 
and and the gas was just crushing me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a new car. I've never bought a brand new car before. I'm gonna get one. And I had it down to either a Honda Accord hybrid mm-hmm. or the Tesla Model S. This time the Model Three wasn't out. Not not yet. That's what I have now. The Model mm-hmm. Three. Did you upgrade or did you? What's that? I said, did you, is this your second Tesla? You have? No, no. Okay. I, th- Sorry, this I'll is my only one. Yeah, okay. this is my only one. So, but I was looking at those vehicles, but the, but the S starts at eighty grand, and yeah. I'm like, man, I love the thought of it, but the the Honda Accord Hybrid, I think it was like thirty five grand or something, mm-hmm. whatever it was. So I ended up getting the Honda Accord Hybrid, mm-hmm. and uh, I loved it. That was another great vehicle, and it was great on gas. I think it got like forty five miles per gallon or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to the beach to my, where my what, my in laws live. And they have a guy that lives across the street we're friends with as well. And he was saying, oh, they were, t- they were bragging about their Tesla they had just gotten. And I was like, dang it. I said, let me at least come look at it because they live right across the street. And it was a Model 3, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know the new model. There was a, like a cheaper model that had been released or whatever. So he took me, let me drive it. Of course, you're blown away. Once you drive one, it's like you're blown away. Like this that's is not I'm like a regular get, car. Yeah, don't get one unless you're ready to spend the no, money. That's why I'm never going to ask you yeah, to test drive yeah, it because yeah. my wife wants one. I know I'm going to be like, you'll, you'll well, want it. Well, one of our cars got to go, and I might choose my truck. Like. <laughs> yeah, wait till the truck comes out and get the truck. Um, <laughs> but like I drove it, I'm hooked, and I'm like, man, I was like, man, I wanted one of these so bad, but I said I just can't spend eighty grand. Like I'm not a car mm-hmm. guy, and he was like, it's a forty thousand dollar car. I was like, what? Say what? Because I just bought, you know, a couple years ago, I bought the Honda for thirty five, thirty six thousand yeah. or something. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, this is the Model Three, man. This is a, it's a forty thousand dollar car. You can get base." And literally that weekend, I went home and ordered one. I still had my Honda. I didn't know what I was going to do. Kind of like you, just figuring out. I didn't know what I was going to do with my Honda. I was like, yeah. "I'll find somebody to buy it." Um, but yeah, I've never looked back. Like it's the best, best purchase I've ever made. You know, and they've actually been out for a while, but before it was like a real niche thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember because my dad had a patient when I was in high school who would always drive up in one, and this was early 2010s, you know? Um, so he would always drive up in it. My dad would always, you know, talk about his patients, um, Tesla and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But back then, I think that the price was outrageous. It didn't even make sense to buy it unless you just had... Yep. that type of money to throw around. Yep. And now they've gotten the price point down to a point where people are like, so I'm going to pay this and then pay gas and then That's right. get engine maintenance and oil and all this stuff. New um, transmission when new it drops trans- and all that, you know. I can explode the engine if I don't do something right at Yep. Or I can just get this for it's basically an Main- iPhone of a car. Maintenance free, gas free, and just you just get it and drive it, man. Um, it's crazy, and you know they're working. You know he's Elon. He's a genius, man. He's been working they backwards. Said- he's they're going to have some model that I think is going to be uh, like at twenty five thousand or something. So they're like really coming down. That's game over. Yeah, it'd be done for. But I think I think he had to prove because every electric car before this, I don't think companies really wanted them to work. So they were like these little dinky crappy like weak it's just, like the, they were like the equivalent of like the car that's eco-friendly because it run, runs yeah, on the restaurant's like, french fry yeah, oil exactly i mean it was just <laughs> always terrible and then elon was like well let me show you what we can do what we can really do and he breaks out this you know the s breaking all these speed records and then all this stuff and, and then the three where he drops the price when he gets when it's to the point where you know like an entry-level car price mm-hmm. man just 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 wait because it's really one of those things once you drive them Again, I tell people about it all the time, but until you drive it and get in one, I mean, the just everything about it blows 
every other vehicle out the water. Dude, that's crazy. And I, uh, I actually really want to get one because the auto driving thing, because after like a long day, actually, do you like the fact that you don't have to drive a truck anymore? Now, at your point in your business, you don't have to well, yeah. show up in a truck every yeah. single day. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have, I mean, I love the car. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to the truck because I still would like to be able to help out. I'm just so hands-on. I like to be able to just, yeah. the freedom of like throwing something in the back or something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I like having the car. My wife's going to get the car, so it's going to stay in the family mm-hmm. um, when I get it. But uh but no, I, I mean, I, but I, I, I do like driving. It's a little sportier feeling than driving a truck. You know what I mean? Do you feel cool because you're in this town where actually there's a lot. There's right? the, yeah, there's people. a lot now because I've seen them in all colors, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, well yeah. it's starting to it's starting to, starting to get on there and just wait. It's gonna you know more and more. Right now, forty thousand is still. I don't ever mean it to say insulting when I say that's the poor man's version. Like, um, because forty thousand is still an expensive car. But I'm just saying it's the cheapest version. Yeah, that's the uh, and and it's the equivalent of like. I don't think anybody, if you go buy a new Honda Accord, is going to be like, oh, man, look, who, who does Thomas Breedlove think he is yeah. buying a new Honda Accord? Like, it's not like the lap of luxury, but, well, well, you, you know, that's what I paid for my Accord, you know? Well, like, how much is a Tundra? 60000 Yeah, for a, a new loaded Tundra or whatever. I mean, it's – so I, I say that with a grain of salt. I don't mean – you know, because some people are like, oh, well, forty grand. Uh, yes, that is it is a lot of money for a car, but I'm, I'm saying comparison purposes for what else you can get. But once – man, once it's an entry-level car, it'll be over. Dude, once they start – Letting people also like lease them and do all. You Once, can lease a Tesla. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think more people them. should lease Teslas. I just am really looking forward to the day where there's an actual like Tesla dealership. Then I'm also. I'm he may also, not ever do it. I mean, because he's saving so much money by not having them. That's true. Because everything's the everything's Uber now. Everything's to your door. Yeah. Meet here. That's yeah, he doesn't. Good. He you know think of all these. All he has were like when I go pick the you know I do the whole order online mm-hmm. when I got my Tesla. Everything's online. You order it, and then you go to pick it up, and it's like at a little, you know, uh, the one that I went to in Raleigh. It's like a little strip mall. Where there's like one little unit. That's mm-hmm. the Tesla guy, and there's a garage in the back that can fit like three or four cars. Mm-hmm. And you go pick up your car and take it. Like they're not. So he's spending what two grand on month for the rent, as opposed yeah. to like the car dealers that are renting these, you know, ten acres of uh, parking lots and all this stuff. And he doesn't have any of that overhead cost. You know. And I guess the car is basically selling itself now because there's no at this sales. Point, there's no one talking you into it, huh? No, when you when I went there, I was already paid for. And then it's just basically like, okay, if you get there and you don't like your car, I think you get like 10 mm-hmm. days or 14 days. Like, you can just return it, no questions asked or whatever it is. But, um, Dude, I, and I'm, I think I'm really a lot more excited in like 25, 30 years when there's like a, a competitor to Tesla. And then we start seeing how really what they can push what they just, can really because yeah. right now he's got no competition the minute and i'm not saying he's not working hard but i'm excited to see where someone can actually put up competition and make someone like him sweat mm-hmm. because then that's when you start seeing people go i mean because at first it was just ford yep. without any other manufacturer it would have just stayed it would have just stayed that's right we would have been probably at like what a 50s vehicle is right now but even i just went to the outer space man yeah, you think he's, he's worried about what for no you know? no and, he's and, trying to die on mars and and see where the those other companies messed up is uh you know it's not so much the the technology so they can ca- they could catch up technology wise pretty quickly uh like all those other companies mm-hmm. but they don't have the data like if you look what what's so crazy if you look at it i like, want to talk about this this is interesting yeah so you'll <laughs> like this so like um you know this is beyond my means um because mm-hmm. i'm just not a big techie guy but so like 
the biggest thing of those is like that self-driving feature and all all the stuff that it gathers to be a good self-reliant self-driving vehicle they have i i can't, I can't i'm gonna butcher the numbers so don't, don't these aren't mm-hmm. real numbers but you know tesla has millions and millions of hours of data from all their drivers that they use in their computer systems that helps them initiate like the self-driving and all the crews and all that stuff that it has that makes it so much better. They said something like whenever I was doing a research on it, you know, the next company has a few hundred thousand hours of mm-hmm. data. So, and there's no way to bridge that gap. Like that's what they can't bridge. Like they can, they, they can do, they can go build this piece of machinery and this piece of technology install it Mm -hmm. but if you don't have the data to run it's like a computer you can have this big fancy the fanciest keyboard and monitor and all that stuff but if you don't have something to run the computer like to actually input the data then it's it's somewhat limited in what it can do and that's where um that's where tesla is so far ahead they just have millions and millions of hours they've just been collecting and analyzing that nobody else has and they can't catch so they they'll never catch up with that i mean they have millions of hours of head start of data to analyze. And that's how they're constantly updating their software. Yeah. And they're not alienating people who bought the old model either. No, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, that's why, the, the, you know, there's different, a lot of cars have like a, a adaptive cruise control and things like that, but they all drive different because it's just based on how the, how much information those companies have had to input into their systems. And mm-hmm. that's where Tesla has this huge head start that, that can't be bridged right now. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. That's not even something I consider or think about. Mm-hmm. It's just the sheer amount of the volume. Of like you data. said, when 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 was your dad seeing that car? Two thousand and ten. Yeah, ten years of data for somebody who you know just released something within the last year or two. You mm-hmm. know, just think of all that data, and they've just been compiling all that. I mean, to run their programs and to make their driving more effortless and all that stuff. Dude, that is just ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess gas cars are eventually going to become this, you know, old thing or it's going to it's gonna be like that movie, um, I, Robot, if you ever watched yeah, that, where, yeah. she, where he's like riding on the motorcycle. <laughs> uh-huh. She's like, you know, gas explodes, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that time is going to come sooner, probably our, our grandkids. Yeah, I think we'll see it. I mean, because it's once, once the secret's out mm-hmm. and once people start doing what can be done with it, I mean, it's a wrap. I mean, there's just no reason to... I'm not saying they'd be completely dead. There's always a reason, you know, there's always a reason to have different things that run on different energies and things like that, you know, in case for long, long periods of like no power, you know, things like yeah. that. There'll be, there'll be options, but the mainstream will, will go towards this electric. Dude, I'm, well, the, actually, that was another thing you just said. What if houses, instead of generators, eventually Tesla puts out like batteries? Well, you know he, you know he, he does, already does roofs and stuff, right? Yeah, like, he does the solar panels. I'm talking about like a day where he does like, okay, cool, your power went off. Instead of kickstarting this gas generator, like a lot of people have, which are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just got this yeah. battery that you can run off of for ten days because it's already charged. And it's well, that's just, what he, that's what he's working on. That's what those roofs mm-hmm. are doing. I mean, those roofs are powering the whole house. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's um. It's all integrated into the power system of the house, like where you you just put a roof up mm-hmm. and you have inlet, you know, you have infinite power to your house, basically. Dude, um, so it's coming. I mean, it's all coming. A guy's so bright. I mean, yeah, he's definitely like the the person of our time. Mm-hmm. You know, like when we're looking at history, 
and which is interesting because I don't feel like we've had in maybe me and you growing up like there's been that one big like inventor or scientific mind that we would necessarily think would go no, down we, in history but this is this is him for sure yeah outside of people creating like military technology yeah, yeah. or surveillance or whatever but like and, and, a resident like a residential you know like somebody inventing a light bulb or something you know i just don't you know we don't have that kind of person that that i can think of in in maybe steve jobs but but that was wasn't it yeah i mean he did set some stuff up but this is like this is like every aspect because you yeah, know for, life, him, for him it was computers and phones and mm-hmm. you know they did very well with that watches but yeah we haven't had anyone who's like I'm about to actually well I guess you could say change the way we live today but we've never had someone who's like I'm actually going to change how you get from point A to point B yeah how you're going to walk into your own house yeah how you're going to look at the world I mean at a certain point people are going to be like why are we even drilling for oil. Yeah, you know, yeah. That. When we don't have to, and yeah, it's just um, it's real interesting, and mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see see where it goes. I'm excited to be a part of it now because uh, you know, it has a lot of other, but you know, obviously like environmental, you know, just even environmental emissions and thing. You know, there's so many good things about it. You know, what's crazy about the environmental thing, and <laughs> it's just an argument I've heard of for a while because I used to own a Prius, mm-hmm. and I owned a Prius to save money. Mm-hmm. Because I was driving a lot, and I, you know, I was like, "Well, it's either truck or the Prius." So, got a Prius, just you know, save money. I got lectured on <laughs> by so many people who I know don't care about the environment, but were then going to tell me about, you know, you've probably heard the argument like, "Well, the battery actually causes this." But I'm like, I'm like, now you care about yeah. the environment. <laughs> Listen, I care about it too, but for right now. All I can do is save money, yeah. and I'm doing that through buying this four thousand dollar Prius yeah. and filling up once every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just you can a- never make anybody happy, you know. It's always, it's always something. Uh, but but no, I, I mean I do think it's going to end up being a pretty big, uh, you know, pretty big benefit down the road. Environment with everything with resource, you know, with oil being a resource. Like imagine it not having that value. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine. What that would do, and then and then obviously just other environmental things with the emissions and things like that. Yeah, and I, I don't know. There's always a thing about like, what are we gonna do for jobs? Like, I don't know why people even say that anymore. Like, what are we gonna do when this is automated? Like, we've automated so many things now. You don't think about it. spot welding for cars being manufactured used to be done by person. Yeah. You know, um, I'm yeah. saying it sucks if you get put out of a job you've been working so hard on for a year, but or for years and years, your whole life. But as a society as a whole, we'll yeah. we'll move forward. It's it's a step in the right direction. If we can get rid of humans doing one thing, mm-hmm. then cool. Those humans can do something else. That's I right. Mean, There's plenty of things to be done. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, we're I not going to run out of things to do. I mean, would you rather be forced into doing spot welding, or now you can be that guy who grabs junk from the junkyard and now can just weld stuff together into sculptures, yeah. do art? I feel like. The perfect utopia is just everyone's just doing art. Yeah, there you go. That, that's all it is. <laughs> everyone's just creating just to be happy. Not, yeah. Not for the sake of feeding their family. Everyone's just creating art. Yeah. You man. know? Yeah, man. I watch my kids do it. Uh, You know, the joy they get just doing, you know, coloring and doing mm-hmm. things like that. And it's like, man, that would be nice to be that simple. You know, yeah. Just, uh, just, I'm just going <laughs> to color this and, and see how it comes out. But Yeah, man. All right. Well, we've been doing this for... It's an hour. Time flies, man. Time flies. Love is love.
Love is love. I need your help. 